great to be here for church this evening. Um, some of you may notice that the cross has been jazzed up a little bit. Um, we've got tinsel. That's to signify that we are in Easter tide. Um, yeah, we were here, a little crew of us, last week for a little rave um, to celebrate that Christ has risen. And um, yeah, it was a really fun time. So uh, tonight we are under that big story of Jesus um, rising from the dead. And in the kind of story of the church calendar, we're in the time between Jesus rising from the dead, so the resurrection, and then the time where he like ascends and kind of leaves earth physically and then sends the Holy Spirit. We call that ascension and then Pentecost. So we're kind of in that moment where Jesus is showing up and walking with his mates down roads, explaining to them some of what's going on, helping them to understand and reconcile um, their God um, who sent Jesus in person uh, to reveal himself to them, and who came back from the dead with wounds in his hands. He meets them on the road, he rocks into rooms that they're meeting in, and he um, connects with them on the beach, and they just have a kai, click up to fish, just doing their thing. Um, so we're in that story at the moment, and we're excited um, to get to Pentecost. Um, it's always a big celebration time of remembering um, that God is with us always through the Holy Spirit. Um, but yeah, I thought what we would do is um, do this little call and response to celebrate the season that we're in. Um, so Jesus is risen. He yes. is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is the big story we're in. The smaller story that we're in. Oh yeah, I get to click it. Yay! Oh. I'm on the smaller story we're in is that it's Luther's birthday. So um, Jesus empowered um, his disciples to go out and be on mission a couple of thousand years ago. And um, people just kept being on mission and following Jesus throughout that time, which is pretty nuts. And then some of them ended up out in Wellington, in Nauronga Gorge, and they felt called to plant a church in Wellington Central. And that church was Blueprint. And I thought it got planted 20 years ago, but actually it turns out it's 19 years ago, because I did some bad maths. Um, <laughs> but then Daniel and I, or well, actually Daniel and Holly, like, flagged this to me, and I was like, you know, maybe it's kind of like a leap year thing, or like kind of like a COVID years, like feel like way longer kind of thing, or like can we round up? So Blueprint's actually 19. Um, which is quite crack up. And it's also very precious to me because I was saying the other Sunday that I came to faith 19 years ago, so on Easter. So Blueprint got born at the same time as I got kind of like, yes, I want to follow Jesus. So that's quite precious. But yeah, this is Blueprint's birthday um, 10 years ago. You can spot a young um, Connor. Considerably more hair. Um, considerably less cats. Um, and then this is Lauren with Blueprint's 10th birthday cake. So cute. So that's the smallest story we're in of celebrating um, that God has been faithful to this community all these years, and God has been at work in the world all this time. So that's the small story we're in, and we're going to focus on that story and do a recap tonight of um, the journey of this community. And what um, I'm going to do is share four images that have um, really been core to this place, and then talk about what has grown out of it. We're going to hear updates around um, what's happening in some of those spaces. We're going to look ahead to what might grow in the future. We're going to talk about some of the themes we want to grow in for the year. And then we're going to have some announcements and updates of things that are happening in the community. So there's a lot. So strap in, people. I'm going to try and like keep you engaged with this slick PowerPoint. This very <laughs> bespoke PowerPoint that I've handcrafted. Um, so here we go. Blueprint is still here. We were founded in 2003 by the Rock Church um, from Nodoma Gorge planted into the inner city um, to connect with people in, in Wellington Central. And here are some fun snaps from later. So, these four images. 
The first image that is core to Blueprint is, and this came a very long time ago in Blueprint's history, is that of the Cave of Adullam. Now this cave um, is a place in the world and it's recorded in the story of David in 1 Samuel chapter 22 where David is on the run and he ends up taking refuge in this cave. You guys might be able to relate, had you taken refuge in a cave? Um, and what happens, it says, is that a whole bunch of people came and gathered around him, about 400. And these people were all those who were in distress or in debt or discontented. And they gathered there, and when they left the cave, they were not the same. They were transformed. But they came as weary, broken people gathered in the cave and underwent transformation. And this um, image, um, in, back in the day when kind of God spoke this into this community, became so formational that we wanted this space to be a space where people who were in distress and discontented, struggling in any way, could come and be themselves and share that, own that, and share in a togetherness there in the cave and leave transformed and changed. This was one image. Second one that we think about around this is that of Harakiki or flax. So Harakiki, you guys, it's everywhere, all around. It's beautiful to um, notice how it grows. Take some time this week if you see it around. But Harakiki is individual strands, but it's all one plant. And they grow off on different angles, but they're connected together. And those individual strands, they start off small, the little shoots. They grow a little bit bigger, the afirito shoots. And then they grow bigger again, the tupuna shoots, the big ones that flay out to the side and keep the plant balanced and protect it from the weather. And this image of the harakeke is one that we use um, to think about how we grow together. That some of us might be like the little shoot, some of us might be growing a little bit, needing to be held, being able to hold some things, and some of us have grown strong to be able to hold um, and take some of the hits from the weather. And this is something we can think about around um, our stage of faith, um, our stages of life, um, our journeys with mental health, our journeys um, of grief and loss, and um, I guess unlike Harakiki, sometimes we go from being the big shoot to being the little shoot again. Those journeys are in and out for us, but that we grow together, individual strands growing together. So this is the second image. So these two images of cave and Harakiki speak to togetherness and transformation, growing and connected to one another. So these are two things we really value as a community. The third image is of prototype. This is actually just the plans of the living room, but searching for prototype images that work is really like quite strange. <laughs> so prototype, um, again, this one was kind of spoken into the community and there were a couple of things that kind of grew out of that. One um, was that it speaks to the sense that it's not good for Blueprint to just float alone as an independent church doing its own thing. At the time, um, Blueprint had been planted from the rock but was no longer really connected there, so it was just an independent community. And there was a sense that it's good. Um, when you're a prototype, you actually want to be connected to a wider thing that's actually going to make something so that you can inform that wider thing. And so this word, um, amongst other things, led to our connecting to the white Anglican Church. It also expressed the value that we have of creativity, of not being afraid to try and make mistakes and fail and try again. Because when you're a prototype, there's a lot more room for that than when you're like mass producing something. So this is a space where um, participation matters, 
where creativity matters, where having an Easter service that's actually just a rave is possible. Um, so this is a space where, yeah, we all get to chip in, bring our ideas, um, and influence a wider thing, and learn from a wider thing. So creativity connectedness connected to this idea of prototype. And then the fourth image is that of a launch pad. So Blueprint is set in the inner city. We have no car parks, except those ones that a lot of us like shift to leave park on down here. Um, we meet at night, pass a lot of kids' bedtimes. We're not well set up to be a family church, and that's actually intentional. We want to be located near where a lot of students live, a lot of inner city people live, and we want to be available to that kind of sector of the world. And so we felt the call to specifically focus more on young adults as a community, rather than moving out to the burbs and having to have a big car park and a playground and kind of all the other things that would be good to serve families. And part of that was a recognition that this community is a good community to grow in, to spend time in, and then to be sent out from. And that there's a stage of life thing that happens where, um, unlike some church communities where you might be part of that community for like 50 years, maybe, um, this is a space where people spend time in, grow in, and then are sent from, largely. And we just very well saw one the other week, um, our friend Sam to Australia, um, and that happens a lot here. A lot of you um, will have memories of getting along to a service and, and being a farewell of someone that you never really got to overlap with. I was just talking to Tash and Callum about this um, yesterday. That, um, yeah, we have moments of seeing those that have gone before us and they're sent on and then we, we arrive and make our mark and there's space here. And we actually see that as a good thing because it means there's space for all of us to grow up into new things. So, yeah, Blueprint is a launch pad. So this speaks to being sent on to serve and create spaces of life. And the thing, I guess, with that is that um, some of our mates that roll on from here um, do so to pursue um, connection with family or different job opportunities or a personal sense of call to something. But we actually intentionally, as a crew, want to work together to send groups of people out on team to do cool things in the world. And so this is the next thing that I want to pivot to of where that's happened in this community. So. What has grown? What's been planted? Where have people been launched out to do things? So, rolling through this. The free store! Yay! Yay, the free store! So the free store um, was kind of established in the St. Peter's car park space in 2014. It um, existed in a few different iterations before that, but it was, I guess, rooted down on the corner of um, Willis, and Gazney Street in 2014 and has made a home there to bless so, 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 so many people. And yeah, that was, that was kind of a thing, a dream that grew that people pursued from this community and people here today still um, invest in, give life to, and it's so awesome. The next thing that's around is chapters. So chapters were started in 2015. Um, there's just a couple of cute photos that I feel exemplify chapters. Just um, food, gathering, dance parties, um, yeah, so chapters are our community houses where people make um, an intentional commitment to prayer, to hospitality, to mission, um, and to growing with Jesus together. And they started in 2015. Yes, is going to give a little bit of an update about um, what chapters look like this year, later on, um, in the service, but yeah, real awesome space. The next thing is Lao Bay. These are some of the latest photos hot off the press of Lao Bay. 
So in 2018, um, Lyle Bay was planted as a community church from here. There was probably like 10 people from Blueprint who were sent out to Lyle Bay. Some of them have been living there for a number of years, making connection, praying in the neighbourhood. And they felt it's time for us to stop coming here so we can be more available over there. Um, this is Mason with the compost, Audrey with a pumpkin. Audrey was born in Lyle Bay. Cindy and Andy moved into um, the community house at Lyle Bay like I think a week before she was born. Um, I was living up there when she was born. She was very special to see her growing up and crushing it as a gardener. So proud. Um, and this is their amazing um, board game and Kai uh, night. This is from a recent photo. They had like 30 people there. Someone new in the neighborhood came out one, one month and then they said, I want to cook next time. Can I cook next month? And this guy's like a chef, like incredible chef. And they were like, oh, maybe, okay. Anyway, they just said people turned up. They heard he was on cooking. Um, <laughs> it was great. So, yeah, those guys are crushing it. Um, it was really special to be there um, for Easter Sunday morning um, last week. And we'll get to be out there for Hui um, in Maine. So, yeah, awesome. And the last one, our most recent thing that's grown out, is two Todman and Brooklyn Anglicans. So those guys um, were sent out early 2020. Um, this is the beautiful Two Todman space, which is a community centre space, um, which has got an op shop, which redistributes money back into the neighbourhood. So neighbourhood groups can apply for moolah to support what they're doing, um, which is so cool. Co-working space, um, a space for like art galleries and gigs, as you can see in this photo. Um, upstairs, there's a bunch of people that live there. Um, community flat. And is that everything? Chapel, the chapel. The chapel is so delightful. So yeah, if you ever up in Brooklyn and see this yellow building, just swing in. Um, they've also just opened a refillery with um, EcoStore products, so you know, make it happen. Um, and yeah, they have a church community which meets in the Brooklyn uh, community centre, so up the road. They outgrew their chapel space and needed to make their way up the road. So that's so special. But there's actually incredible stuff of God being faithful and people saying, I'm going to make a commitment to pursue a dream and to create a space that's for something bigger than me. And that's why other people can come and join onto that and be here. Um, I was only ever able to walk in the door at Blueprint in 2017 because some people had said, oh, we'll keep showing up in my time. And some people have been out of roll in here because a bunch of us have said, we'll keep the doors open here in this time. And things have grown. And it's just so, like, actually so amazing. And this is also in, like, just... I don't know, pretty hectic times in the world, so, so special. So, these different little communities made the call, the choice to roll together, and to keep choosing to roll together, and we did this big, over-the-top, like, consultation process with each other to decide on a name, and then we landed on Renew Communities, which just pretty much means we're about um, creating newness of life where we are. You guys with me? Yes. So, so great. Um, shout out your favourite community. Three, two, one, go. Praise Praise God! God! <laughs> so good. Love it. So, we have um, the slick design thing. We've got that logo. Um, but more than that, we decided it was important to articulate how it is that we keep rolling together. Because it's important that we have different expressions of how we do things. But it's important that we work together to roll together. And so we have... Um, this image that helps us as we do that. So this is our charism, um, or our tent, as you might like to think of it. 
And this is, I guess, the, the visual that helps us understand how we roll together. So it's a tent, and Jesus is the central pole. There's this pole up in the middle that holds the thing up, and that's Christ. And I think the thing I love the most about the charism being a tent is that if you got a tent peg and you walked it over here, and you pulled it and you like squashed it down, and if the one that isn't like firmly planted over on that side isn't like pulling that way, the whole thing's just going to fall over. It's actually the tension that holds up the tent. And so we have these different pegs that need to like firmly 100% be about what they're about for the other pegs to actually work and for the shelter to be created. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. People know a tent. I, I haven't had much history of putting up tents, but um, <laughs> I, I have encountered this. And so we have these four different pegs, and I'm just going to briefly speak to them. Some of you will have heard this before, and for some of you it will be new, but it's um, up on our website if you want to read a little bit more about it. So costly community. This names the fact that togetherness is costly, that the transformational work of life together can be hard, that love and forgiveness is difficult, but that it's worth it. As they say down at the free store, there's um, generosity that we give towards one another that expresses this desire to um, love and connect well with each other. Then we have Pentecostal spirituality. This one is about the belief that God is at work and that it's not just in our own strength that we can do things, but we actually need God to show up. And we want to invite God to show up and we want to make choices that require God's help. We want that in our own lives. We want that in the choices we make together, that God would add blessing, um, add leadership to what we're doing, that we would be empowered by the Spirit. The next one is missional zeal, that God so loved the world that he sent Jesus into it to show us love and to call us into a kingdom of love, and that we're called to passionately be about that kingdom and to create um, kingdom communities of love for our neighbours. That our lives aren't simply about our own comfort or upward mobility or um, scucksness, but <laughs> they're about others and they're about God's purposes and God's love for other people. The next one is Anglican tradition. We've chosen to prototype to an Anglican whanau. We've decided to learn from the integrity of a church movement that's been gone for 500 years, um, where we've been going for 20. We want to use um, some of the practices and the richness of those. We want to uncover the richness and meaning of those things. And uh, we want to grow that thing. Yeah, it has to grow now, but there's things to learn from where it's been. And the last one is the soil. You guys, you tent makers out there will know that you cannot build a tent in Midian. The tent pegs need, I'm sure you know, many people have tried. <laughs> you creative prototyping tent makers. Um, that where the tent pegs connect with the soil matters. And what I love about this is that none of these ideas, none of these concepts make sense if they're not embedded, if they're not grounded somewhere. And where we are grounded, doing this um, life of walking with Jesus together, is in Aotearoa. And that the whenua we are on matters, and the stories of the whenua matter. The stories of the tangata whenua matter, and that 
we have work to do as Tana Te Whenua, as Tana Te Tiriti, that we are held together in a covenant, Te Tiriti or Waitangi, and that all of that matters. It's a tent, not an umbrella. That's right, tent, not an umbrella. We like it. Awesome. So, to recap, four core images. K, say, say them with me. K, Harakeke, prototype, launch pad. We've got four things that have grown from the soil. The free store, chapters, Lao Bay, Brooklyn. This is Renew Communities. <laughs> this is Renew Communities. Um, coming soon. Um, <laughs> How outrageous American ads are, right? Um, an ad came up the other day. For outrageous, anyway. <laughs> and we have this one character in our tent which expresses how we're all together. Alright, we're at 20 minutes. Now I'm going to hand over to Esme. Give it up, Esme Park! <laughs> Started a big story of Easter, small story of Blueprint. I'm going to go even smaller story of um, Chapters, which is within um, Blueprint. And yeah, for those who don't, actually, put your hand up if you've been to a Chapter House before. Sweet, okay. That is almost everyone. Um, for those who didn't put up their hands, um, they are physical spaces that uh, many of us um, within the community have chosen to commit to a period of time to live alongside each other in our neighbourhood. Um, Rose did a little bit of a calculation the other day, and there's been more than 60 people, um, more than 60 different people in Blueprint community who have been part of chapters in the last eight years, um, which is pretty epic. Um, yeah, there's been like some pretty awesome houses all around the neighbourhood um, people have been able to live in and go through and be a part of, which has been super cool. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to bring an update of, I guess, what things have looked like this year. Um, I feel every year it's been really exciting to do that because every year it's been really special and really awesome. But I think particularly this year, because I feel like, you know, four or five, maybe six months ago, was kind of up here um, sharing prayer requests and sharing um, notices and sharing lots of like, oh, if you know someone or we're not sure how this is going to work or could you pray for this? And um, yeah, it's really exciting to be able to be back here and yeah, I guess share some of the fruit of that stuff that I know lots of people are praying into and, um, yeah, making happen. Um, I can't remember what order of the slides I did this. Oh, there's a new one. Thanks, Rose. That's a little gross title. Um, cool. This is um, some of our crew who are living in chapters this year. Um, and, yeah, this is us up in Nantiawa um, River Monastery uh, about a month or so ago, just over a month ago which was a really special time. We try and spend time there every year as a chapters crew as we begin our year together. Um, yeah, and so then, so us in this photo are living up in a house on the terrace um, known as the stables. This is our third year, that our um, third year that the stables has been going. And we've had probably about 20, 25 people living there in that space. And this is our crew who we have this year. Some of us have been around for a couple of years. Some of us have just sort of jumped on um, this year. And yeah, I guess before kind of giving an update on the stables, do want to name all of the other houses that have gone before, because I'll kind of limit this update just to that. Um, but yeah, was it end of last year or start of this year we farewelled the castle? Um, 
on Cuba Street, which has been such an awesome place, a place where chapters were started. Um, as we saw in those photos eight years ago, um, there's been heaps of other houses. There's been Aro Iti and Kensington, Jumbo, um, Calvin. Um, yeah, and then also um, our friends who are still rolling as chapters over in Brooklyn as well. And um, but yeah, so for the stables, um, let's give a little bit of an update on what it looks like this year. But I'll just jump back a couple of years ago. So a couple of years ago, many people know this story, but um, Rose gave me a call at like 7:30 a.m. I was still in bed, um, saying that a kind of a friend of a friend of a friend who went to Mexico with Scotty Reed, um, had a backpackers that they were struggling to fill because of COVID and wondered if we could do something with it. Um, and we were really excited about the idea. Um, and we got together, a few of us, and prayed um, and came up with an idea that we could use as a chapter's house. And what that looked like that year, um, we were presented by these beds. And, um, so, uh, the bed, one bed equals one bedroom in this situation. Um, we had 10 crew who were journeying with us in the chapters format, um, and then three spare rooms, which we didn't really know what we were getting into, we didn't really know what to use those rooms for, but we had, um, we felt really called for these rooms to be used to offer accommodation to people needing space in the city, and we knew that wasn't for longer term, but might be for, for shorter amounts of time. People who are stuck or, or between spaces of accommodation or need a place of peace or a place of rest. Um, so we did that that year. That was a really epic year. Lots of people in this room were living in the house at the time or around that space. Um, it was awesome. It was hectic. We learned a lot. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of us were out of our depths at certain times. It was a really, really beautiful year. Um, coming out of that year, we were working out what um, the next year would look like. And we thought, man, it was so awesome to have these spare rooms. But the ratio of having 10 people who lived there permanently and three spare rooms was quite intense at times. Um, and someone had the idea that, or oh, um, felt felt called through God and through prayer that one thing that we could do to sort of bolster our space um, was to use one of those spare rooms and turn it into a chapel. Um, so we, we converted the worst room in the house to the chapel because um, we figured, you know, God would turn up anywhere, but maybe our guests wouldn't. So <laughs> the worst room in the house. There's also the, the, the room that's beneath it all, so we hoped the prayers would kind of pop up. Um, and we had 11 of us um, who were... We had that chapter space, we had a spare room, and we had a chapel. Um, and yeah, it's a, it kind of cuts to towards the end of last year. And um, we had a whole bunch of um, people who were in the stables um, kind of through the time of discernment um, come to a time that it was their time to move on from chapters and move on from, um, from the stables, but also from um, the castle over on Cuba Street as well. And we farewelled them um, out of that space um, and yeah, we were thinking about what, what this year would look like, and um, you guys probably seen me out putting notices around people who might be keen to join chapters or keen to come and stay. And yeah, for a while, to be honest, there were times where we were, like looked at numbers and we didn't know if we would have the numbers to be able to keep any of our chapter houses or what they would look like, but had a strong sense of faith and trust that God would pull through in that time. And um, God did. Um, yeah, this is the shape of what um, our house at the stables looks like this year. So we have nine of us who are journeying in the chapter space. Um, we have one awesome friend um, who's staying with us um, across the year and is involved in our community rhythms as well. And we've got two spare rooms and we still have our chapel, um, which has been really cool. I feel like we've landed on a really awesome space um, in our learnings from the last couple of years. 
we have a, we have spare rooms that we can are able to host people in. We still have our chapel, and what's been really cool is I think um, up until last weekend, up until Easter, I think in our spare rooms, I think one of the rooms was free for about half a day, and the first couple of months of the year, there's been a really constant um, turnover of people coming and staying, and some really beautiful like linings up of those things, like someone moving out in the morning, someone contacting us who needs to move in that afternoon, and some really beautiful kind of, someone passing the vacuum into someone else, or someone's kind of moving out their things. Um, and it's just been really cool, and through that we've made lots of new connections and got to journey with lots of different people. Um, so yeah, I just want to take a moment to, I guess, give glory to God, and just, uh, I guess, just be grateful, and um, yeah, that we're able to live in this space, and it's been such an awesome year so far. So yeah, thank you for everyone who's prayed into that space. Um, and yeah, just that testament to when Chapters was planted or started eight years ago, we didn't know what it would look like. We didn't know whether it would be on Cuba Street forever, or if there'd be new houses, or what things would look like. And um, we're really lucky to get to stand in the, I guess, um, yeah, in the kind of culmination of all those things. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's an update of where we're at now. Our whole hope is that um, the stables could continue on past this year. And we also hope that we can, um, yeah, have have other houses, um, yeah, across our city as as God calls us to them. Um, I've seen this, there's still no one in Cuba Street in the house there, so I hope we can just kind of get back in there next year. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we, we never know what Chapters are going to look like year by year. Um, and yeah, I definitely don't know what it will look like next year. The one thing that I do know um, is that I'm not going to be in Chapters next year. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's one that I know. Um, I'm getting married at the end of this year. And so, like, that's part of it. And the other part of it is, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share a story and also, I guess, a challenge in this as well, is that three years ago, um, I was living in the castle on Cuba Street, and I, I very nearly discerned all the way out of chapters, or I think I might have even given him my notice that I was descending into out of that space. Um, and yeah, started praying into it. It felt really strongly called um, to stay for three more years. And this was all about a month before Rose got the, Rose got the phone call about the backpackers. Um, and yeah, felt, felt really called cool to, to, to stay. And I found that really hard um, for a number of reasons. I'm like a hard out Enneagram 7. Um, and Enneagram 7s hate commitment. Um, <laughs> And so yeah, I, I found that really scary because it was committing to anything for three years felt super scary. And it also felt really scary because um, because it was my I've been in chapters for two years. So to everyone who I or a whole bunch of people who had been on their chapters journey already when I began, they were kind of coming to their third or fourth or fifth year of chapters. And I kind of had the suspicion because Blueprint is this launch pad space, that they would be leaving before I would. And the worst fear of the Enneagram 7 is that people are going to leave the thing before you get to, and that you're going to, you're going to be stuck there, or you're going to be there. And that felt super scary. Um, but yeah, I think such a good story for me is I think that I made the choice. I made the choice to stay for three years. And that choice has, like, I think, pretty much been like the most, um, like the biggest shift in my character and my life that I've got to be a part of. And every year, getting to kind of go into discernment, not knowing who's going to be around, not knowing who's going to stay, um, and seeing God's provision and God's gifting and all the awesome people who have said yes that I've got to meet through that space and have been a part of that has been like so massive. Um, so I wanted to share that um, just because I think that, that God calls all of us um, to different things at different times and calls us to commit to things. And I think, um, 
yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't see myself as someone who would be the person who says yes and commits. I would see myself as the person who kind of jumps on the next trend or the next thing that's going on. Um, but I'm really glad that I had people around me at the time who were able to pray with me about that and, um, yeah, help me to make that choice. So, yeah, if, if, if you're someone who, even throughout the course of this talk, as we're talking about this community, you feel called to be here or called to make that choice or called to be somewhere else, um, yeah, I just really want to, like, give courage to that and give courage to chat to people about that or to, or to choose that. Um, and I'm so happy to pray with people about that because I think that, um, yeah, that choice to commit has been really massive for me and has been really great. And, yeah, I, I don't feel worried at all about the future of chapters because I we have such an awesome crew and God has done such awesome stuff in that space well before me, well after me. Um, but, yeah, wanted to kind of bring that to you. Briefly, because um, the next slide is this one. We're going to bring up a man who knows all about gardening, Daniel Chong. I just pulled a dead flower out of our garden, our little pot plant today, because it died, because it's been drowning in the water. So you know, uh, also deeply afraid of worms. So there you go. Fun fact about me. I was going to find a note because I, I have my phone. My phone is recording. So. Um, uh, I didn't make the slide, I don't have any slick slides, um, but I'm here to talk about um, church planting, and Rose already kind of hit, um, talked a little bit about that, we've got the, the four communities, or the three uh, communities in Pantanal here, Lao Bay, Brooklyn, and the free store, um, and that's really, you know, a really important um, part of our DNA and who we are as Blueprint, and I guess that's encapsulated with the idea of the prototype and, and the idea of the launch pad. Um, that part of the core blueprint is also tied up with the, um, the core to plant new things, um, whether that's churches um, like Lao Bay or uh, Brooklyn um, or, or initiatives like, like the Free School. And so last year, some of you guys will be around for this. Remember that we, um, a few of us in leadership, discerned the core to think about planting again. Um, and from that, we did this kind of 24 hours of prayer kind of gig. Um, some of you guys would have been involved in that. Um, and obviously, nothing. Um, I don't have a solid update for you guys. I don't, we're not, I'm not going to announce where we're planting next, so if you're kind of waiting for that. Uh, but, uh, but all I can say is that I really believe God is moving and God is speaking. Um, and so what I, what, I guess this is what this is for me is to encourage you guys to keep praying into the places that um, God brings up. And, and so like for, for Holly and I, we've just moved. Um, we got married and we moved into Mount Fig. And for, for, part, for, that, for that, for us, that's meant praying into our community, um, kind of going down to, um, yeah, to, to one of the corners there and just praying and earnestly praying, God, what is um, your call for this place and what is your call for our lives, um, whether that's here or elsewhere. And even if nothing turns out from that, you've prayed into the community you live in, which can't be bad, um, and that God is actually calling us to do that. So, yeah, and we really believe that everyone hears from God. And when we talk about planting, we're not, I think, a lot of these stories will be shared, but like these aren't things that like only the leaders kind of discern where to go. Um, that actually we all really believe that each person here is distinctly from God. So if there's something that kind of God's placing on your heart and um, that's burning with passion and desire and and yeah, you're praying into that, let's pray together. Um, come chat to one of us, uh, myself or whoever, um, and and let's pray together with that. Yeah, sounds cool. I think that's I think that's all from me. So um, yeah. back to Rose. Thank you. Thank you. So 
some things that we were like praying about and thinking about last year. Um, what I want to give is a bit of an update on some themes for this year for Renew. So this is a great photo of Jesse and Jacob. Um, this um, is some photo of some of the moments we get together as a wider crew. So actually we really value the fact that we spend time and we have local expressions in our neighbourhoods. And we don't spend all our time just getting together as a bigger thing. But it is really important that we get together as a bigger thing and celebrate moments together. Like CAB, um, like this is Matariki Feast. Um, actually it might be Thanksgiving because there's a little sign that says grateful at the bottom of the thing, which is just real precious. But anyway, important that we gather together and we have moments together. But we also want to go on learning journeys together. Spaces where we are growing um, in our different stages of life, in our different neighbourhoods, but hearing um, God's invitation to grow, God's challenge to us in our different spaces. And so we have three um, themes for this year, and those are share, experience, and all the pie. And I'm just going to speak to each of those. We've been journeying around share already this year, um, re-encountering Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and telling the stories of Jesus, hearing the story of Jesus. But I want to give a little bit more um, about those things. So, renew themes for 2023. Here we go. Share. This is encapsulated in us noticing where God is at work and telling people about it. And we practice this when we get together on Sunday and we have good stories and we practice this when we get together with good mates for coffee and we pray for one another and we talk about it. But it takes courage to go beyond that and to be that person at your workplace that's like, yeah, God did this thing. Or to even say, yeah, I had a friend who, um, they were healed. Like, I understand you've got that surgery coming up. Can I just pray for you that that would go really well? Um, that was a story, a moment of courage for me a few years ago when I worked at the regional council and um, Sydney Newport had just been miraculously healed and um, my colleague was getting surgery for the same thing. And I was like, I had a moment of like, oh, do I be brave to share this story and ask if I could just pray for my, my colleague. And yeah, we have these moments that come upon us all the time um, to have a chance to share something of Jesus. And so there are three things that I guess we hope for. I know this is a long talk. You guys are doing so well. Um, at the end of the session, I'll get everyone up to do a little bit of aerobics and they'll keep us going. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Let's go. Um, all right, three things. So we will know we have grown in this if we have moments at the end of the year where we've said to someone something about Jesus. We've told someone about Jesus. We will know we've grown in this this year if we recognize that we have a story if we value that story and we look for God's work in our story, and then we practice that as a testimony, like, oh, I can share that. That's my story of God at work. We will know we've grown in this if our communities grow, that actually we are here because of the goodness of God. And so God's goodness is manifest amongst us in our gathering together. And so we want this space to grow, and we want to invite people to be a part of it. It would be not ideal if in two years it was always the exact same people in the room or the exact same people down at the free store. We want those spaces to be enriched by more people coming in to be a part of them. And sometimes that comes from people inviting other people into them and being part of it. So that's for share. The next one, experience. We experience the Holy Spirit moving powerfully and deeply. So these three are around, we'll know we've grown in this. When, if we can at the end of the year say we have experiences and we have savoured those moments with the Holy Spirit. So we encounter the Holy Spirit in some way, and we savour that, and we can remember that. 
if we receive the gifts of the Spirit, and if we find fresh hope and joy. That's our hope this year as leaders, that that would be your guys' experience. That's a risky thing to hope for because it feels hard and scary to be hopeful in a world that's really cynical um, and really jaded. But that is our hope and our prayer that um, all of us would re-encounter the goodness of God and be affected by that, would find new hope, would find new joy, and would find new gifts from the Spirit. And the third one is an omapai. We learn to see a truly Aotearoa gospel. That the good news looks specific here, as we've said. And so we have three ideas around this. That we, as a people, know the stories of the gospel in Aotearoa. We can see how we connect to them. We can see how the church connects to them. And we know we come from somewhere and we learn those stories. A second hope is that tangata whenua are able to be authentically themselves in renew communities, proudly themselves. A third hope is that tangata tiriti are able to walk humbly and teachably in te ao Māori. And so these are very big themes and big audacious hopes, which will look different in each of your lives, but we want to grow in them together. And that can be really challenging, and there might be one of them that you look up and think, oh, I hope I, hope I don't get called to grow into that one. But <laughs> these should challenge us. So these are things to be praying into, to be hoping for, to be leaning into. There'll be opportunities to lean into these, and we say, jump on those opportunities. Cool. All right. So getting to some of the far end of the talk now, um, which is a bit of an update. So a big change that's coming up at the end of the year is that I will finish up in this role as being the key person at Blueprint. Yeah. So... That's my big news for you guys. Um, it's been an incredible and completely life-altering eight and a bit years of being at Blueprint. And six years of serving Blueprint in a paid, kind of committed leadership capacity. And this is my fourth year of being the main person that looks after this place. And what those six years look like is making Blueprint my number one priority. Um, and yeah, in that time, in 2017, I started serving alongside Scotty um, to care and serve for this place. And then in 2019, later in the year, I became the main leader here. Um, so I just learned a big yes to serving God for a time, as Esme said, um, to make a commitment. And I, at the time, said, I'm going to go five years. And five years for me was a placeholder for, I'm not going to discern out on a bad day. And I'm not going to discern out on a hard week. And I'm not going to discern out on a tearful month or even like a year that had ups and downs in it. But it's just going to be like a call that I make for a chunk of time. And then I'll get to a point where I need to know where I'm going next. But for a time, it's not going to be on the table to think about not being here and not keeping showing up. And it's been incredible. I was reflecting that in this time, in the six years of serving at Blueprint, I've moved house six times. I fell in love. I got engaged, I got married, it was all going man. I lived with like 40 different people, um, my sister passed away, like it's been a really big season of life. I turned into my 30s, you know, huge milestone, um, and it's been, it's been really good. Um, probably 2019 and 2020 were like the two hardest years of my life, 
Those years were really hard, but they were so good, and I had the chance to see um, God in just ways that I hadn't ever encountered God before, because I was way out of my depth with Jesus, um, and with this community, and it's been so cool. So yeah, the discernment for me has been probably from like halfway through last year, I was really, really thinking about like, is it another couple years, or is it another year, or is it like another big season, like what is the next thing? And I have this idea with this community that the year actually starts in September. Um, because in September, you set up the journey of discernment for those people that want to think about being in community houses. And then people do their discernment for community houses. People do their discernment vocationally. Am I going to move? Am I going to change flats? Do I need to just change my job? We do this considering of what are we going to do. And then off the back of some of those decisions, the pieces get put in place. And um, then in the start of the year, you kind of roll out the effect of those decisions. And so I thought, actually, ideally, if someone was going to start in this role, that would be around kind of in September, in October. So that is our hope, that there would be a new kind of key person in this role, um, serving here, leading the team here at that point in the year. And we're going to go through a process. This will be the first time that we do this, now that Blueprint's also adult and 19 slash 20. Um, where we actually like advertise for this role. There have been a legacy of amazing people that have made a commitment to this place. Um, there was Brooke, and then Sam, and then Jeremy, and then Scotty, and then me, and alongside each of us, there were people that also said yes to showing up, and throughout that time, we're still here. And so there will be other people that come along next. And so it's exciting, and it's... Um, Kind of like change is the only constant kind of thing. Um, but it's good. It's good. And I have um, heaps more time to share with you guys about what my next things will be. I also don't plan to not be here off the back of that. Um, I feel like there will be a way where I can like not be around for a few weeks and then be like, I'm going to be out on hospital on the second Sunday of the month. And then um, I can speak like however often or whatever and then just like pitch that to... Um, the new queen um, that comes, okay, that comes to the <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. I think, I think there's a way for that to work. Because <laughs> I've really given you guys the impression that this is a piece to me. What else did I say on here? Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, there's so much more to say. I don't have to say it all tonight because this is already quite a long conversation we've been in. Um, but yeah, it's really been weighing, weighing on me to communicate this. I was kind of like, made the call, had chats with his and Dan and Scotty and the board and then like a few other people kind of like late last year thinking about, thinking about it and then have connected with a few people around this news but it's really been like I need to tell everybody because I feel like it's overdue. So it's really great to make this milestone of communicating with you all. Um, and what I want to give some reassurance about is that we've just taken like 40 minutes to talk about where God has led this community in the past. Um, and what we know from that is that we have a sense of what we're about, of where God's called us to be, and we have some hopes for where we might grow. And so what we're looking for is to call somebody to this community to serve that and to serve who we are here. And so I just want to give, um, I guess, the reassurance that we are looking for a new person to come and to commit and to be the key person here, and we're going to invite them to come and lead um, who we are as we already are. So this is a community who values togetherness, as we've said. 
transformation, creativity, connectedness, giving our lives away for our friends, a community which wants to grow more spaces of life, a community committed to growing more deeply in our commitment to Tetility or Waitangi, a community that welcomes and celebrates the rainbow community, a community who holds Jesus at the centre and who celebrates the tension of our team. And so this is who we are, and this is who we're looking, um, yeah, just to see who might want to come and make a commitment to be here and to serve this place. Um, so that's like an open thing. There'll be, as I say, opportunities for people to apply. So you know, that could be you. That could be someone you know. That could be someone you don't know, but God's like, it's this person. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, so, yay. Next steps. So, these are the last few things that I want to share. There are things for us to do. There are things to pray into. So I want to encourage you guys to pray into our themes, share experience and hope, to pray for each other and the growth of each other and the growth of each other's journeys with Jesus. Pray for courage to be honest and to share that. Pray for our land. Pray for Tangatafino to be honoured and how we can be a part of that. How Te Tiriti can be honoured as individuals and as a church. Pray for the work of Wairua Tapu and yeah, just the work that God has begun a really long time ago and is making new again each day here in our lives and in our neighbourhoods. Pray for a new person, a new key person to step up. This community wouldn't have actually worked if it was just me here. All of us have a role to play and so we're, we're asking for one person to come in and fill a particular role. Um, but yeah, there's going to be other gaps as well. So just pray, pray that in. Pray for how you can step up. God, what are you calling me to put my hand to? For those of you who overcommit, pray, God, refine my focus. What is the thing I should say yes to? For those of you who are scared to commit, pray, God, give me the courage. What is it? And then do. Jump in with both feet. Put your hand up to serve. <laughs> Breathe. <you. laughs> um, put your hands up to pray and make a choice and just live in that commitment. Awesome. So um, Scotty's here. He's just going to come and share a little bit about what the process will look like. Um, we, have a, we have a bit of an idea around it, but um, yeah, he's going to share a little bit, pray, do his thing. Cool. Can we give it up for Rose? October, there'll be an opportunity for us to all say all the things we need to say to Rose. Um, but man, we are so grateful for you. I can remember being in India when you were discerning whether you would do this wrong or not. And you were like, one of the things you said to me is, you're like, but I'm not you. And I'm like, God's not saying you need to be me. <laughs> you need to be you. And I'm so glad you guys had Rose through COVID. Uh, wasn't she just the perfect person to hold a community together and to love a community well? through those couple of years and this time now, like, um, yeah, and so it just, God said you were the right person, and you absolutely have been, um, and so many of us have been so blessed, so there's going to be opportunities, but I just, um, yeah, a couple of things, um, I want us to really hold Rose and Max in prayer over the next few months, because um, I did a similar thing to Rose, where I took about, announced about six months before finishing, 
and it's super hard, like it feels really hard to leave a role like this, because um, you, you know, you, I, um, there's something particularly special about leading Blueprint, where you never lead anything quite the same again, you know, it's a very special place um, to be a part of, and so pray for them, but also there'll be days where like, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever resigned for a job six months before you finished, but um, Rose is going to need like a little bit of kaha to turn up some days. No shade on Rose, so just praying for what she needs to do that. Um, so really pray for these guys um, in that season, um, this season coming up. And yeah, and um, really, um, so it's going to be in a week that there's going to be a job team that comes out. Um, and there probably are some people in this community who you're going, oh, um, yeah, thought that they would do it, or maybe this person would be good, and they're all welcome to apply too. Um, but we just feel like we need to go a little bit wider this time than we might have historically. So anyone you think of, it's a process. Like, just flip this thing on, it will come out uh, in a week's time, just so there's some time for our community to adjust. Um, and um, get that out there, and then we will do about a three to four month process. Um, and we'll talk a bit more about how that process will go along the way. And then we hope to appoint someone around July, August, to start around October. Um, so that's the journey. If, um, for some of you, Rose has probably been like a super key person and a person who makes this place feel really safe for you. Um, and, um, and so if you were, this feels a bit shaky or a bit scary for you, I just want to say as one of the, the co-leaders of Renew here that I'm available um, to have a yarn or if you have questions about this role um, or concerns. I know that there are some folks in this room who um, have been held in some really vulnerable spaces and you probably want to know that you're still going to be safe here. In another year's time, and we want to assure you that you are, but you can come chat to me or chat to Rose about that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it, that's our process. Um, but yeah, just to let you know, um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, I'll be here for quite a while longer around Renew. And so, if you need someone who's going to be here long term to come and have a chat with, come have a chat mm. with me. That's all that needs to be said, eh? Should I just pray for you and pray for this time. I know this has been long, but sometimes big family times just take time, eh? Like, you can't actually, like, hurry the stuff. It means to take a while tonight. Um, yeah. Um, while we've got our eyes closed, if you need to do some more aerobics, no one will know. Um, yeah. um, um, loving God, we thank you so much for Rose. We thank you so much for Max. Um, Max, can we get you up there, too? Yeah, we just bless you guys. We thank um, God for your faithfulness. We thank you for the inspiration that is your relationship and your love for one another. We pray that God would be over your relationship this year and with you both in this profound season of change. We pray he'd be speaking to you on your next season. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we pray for new life um, and a new sense of God close to you this year. And Jesus, we pray for this community. Um, man, it is crazy that such a little place has planted so many things and done so much. Um, the fruit is so much bigger than the vine here. Um, but Jesus, yeah, we, um, we just want to continue in that spirit. So I pray, Lord, that you would hold everyone here um, through the season. Um, and I pray that, um, uh, that you would be beginning to tap the right person on the shoulder to lead this place into its next season. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.